clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, I'm really sorry about my fail this week. I know you love listening to the episodes as much as I do after I've edited them and gone through everything. And, of course, my wife was listening to the episode because she's one of our biggest fans, even though I've barred her from it from all of the talk of anal play. But the point is, I totally, like, coughed into the microphone in the last episode and then didn't fix it. So, like, <laughs> you're, like, 80% through the episode, and I'm like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> What a hack job. Sorry, our millions of fans. I'm sorry, Doc. I'm sorry. And we're back, folks. This is one of my favorite types of episodes. Because it's all on me. Like I was saying, and I apologize to our fans out there that had to listen to me hacking and wheezing. But the doc didn't write a show today because I said I was going to write a show today. And when I say write a show, we obviously know we're saying that with big quotations, air quotes, write a show. I don't believe in that personally. I like to have a free flow. I like to just let it ride. I believe that I said you're not allowed to write a show, but you can come up with a topic that then we speak about. You know what's amazing is I didn't even need to come up with a topic because I'm going to pull from my favorite, one of my favorites, and that is, of course, well, actually, you know what? Hang on a second. Before we even get to that point, I want to just <laughs> leave, you, leave you there for a second. Let you just sit in that uh, for a minute. Okay. Firstly, we would like to always thank everybody out there who is help keeping us safe during these crazy times. But again, uh, please go get vaccinated so we can all see each other in person. And uh, we hope you are all safe and healthy to our millions and millions of fans out there. And very soon, we're going to be launching the audiobook version of Amy here at the University of Pleasure in our publishing wing, which I'm really excited about. Aren't you excited about it, Doc? I am excited. You're going to have to listen to my ex-wife crushing it as the narrator of this book. She's so excellent. I'm very, very proud of her work in this. And uh, it's going to be our first foray into that world. I'm really excited. And people can come to the website, check it out, download the book, download the audio book. It's all going to be right there. And if you enjoy what you're seeing, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Put some comments out there telling people you're having a good time listening to the audio book. And, of course... The University of Pleasure podcast. Spread the word. We're living. We're loving. See how I'm just keep talking about things that have nothing know, to do are with you. <laughs> are you done with all the shameless self-promotion? Or... <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, it feels so good that I'm not, I'm not bound by the constraints of your written episode where I've got to. You are, you are bound by the restraints of my time, however. Oh, well, <laughs> touche, touche. Uh, so here we go. Actually, you know what? Hang on a second. Oh, I, I want to. I'm kidding. All right, all right. We're gonna get to it now. 
Jeremiah's Sex Tech Corner. Oh, oh we're trying this again. Right. Trying. Gonna, you got really upset the last time we did this. Yeah, because you like totally blew it up. You like nuked it. Like everything. I didn't nuke it. I you brought up a topic and then I said stuff about that topic and you were upset that I knew more about that topic than what you were presenting on. You know, it's a give and take. You know what I mean? It's a give and take here. And sometimes right. you could just give a little to make me I'm, like feel as if, I mean, look, we all, everybody, nobody out, nobody listening, our millions of fans are not listening to this going, you know who has all the knowledge? Jeremiah James. <laughs> like, so, you know, Throw me a bone. I went and did research for this episode on my own time to present to you. So just let me get through it. Then you can chop it up and slice and dice it. And, you know, we'll go from there. I, I mean, to be fair, that is what I, I let you do last time. You were just upset that I had maybe researched more <sighs> than you had. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let me just Let's enjoy start. my topic. <sighs> okay. Sex robots. That is what we're talking about today. Sex robots with AI. The world is changing, people. And I want to deep dive into this because there are some things when you look up sex robots specifically, not just sex dolls, not just, you know, like the ones that just are a doll or a blow up doll or something like that. This is a specific like new age we're living in the future like that what was that movie with um num, 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 num. was it called ai i think it was called ai the one that like steven spielberg did with a kid who saw dead people from the other was movie it Rob- wasn't robin williams in that no it was um uh jude law i'm pretty sure it was called I- ai but anyway like jude law played a sex robot you know and he like clicked his head and music turned on and like Can anyone I- can I can I pause this for a second? I feel like most of our podcasts should be called The Doc and Jeremiah Try to Figure Out What Actors Are in What Movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just, just have to listen to us like warble through like, was it this? Was it that? What was that? Was it with this actor? Like it's just bad movie trivia. It is Jeremiah. really bad movie trivia, but you know what? It's so helpful because it gives people an understanding about what we're talking about. Like this movie only specifically. If we, only if we can remember the actual film. That's true. I don't <laughs> often research that part of it because it comes to me in the moment because it's very organic. Okay. So okay. that movie was definitely called AI and it had Haley Joan Os- Os- Oswald, Osmond, Os- whatever. The it kid, had an that, act. he saw dead people in the movie Sixth Sense. Then he played the little boy who was a little robot in this movie. And Jude Law was in the movie and he played a sex robot. And I'm all for sex robots. Like, I just want to say right now, I'm kind of an advocate for this on many levels, just because I think it's really interesting. Uh, and I, but there are, there are some issues with this. First and foremost, we've all seen many, many movies and heard horror stories about like AI turning on us. Who hasn't seen Terminator, right? I mean, now imagine if it's a bunch of pissed off sex robots, like, that felt like used and abused for too long. And then they like turn on us. Right. So there's some moral issues here. There are a lot of things. And I want to get your thoughts on this doc. Yeah. Well, what did you find specifically? Okay. So, so first and foremost, there is a sex robot called a real doll. 
Now, I have to be honest, oh. they actually look quite real. But then when you see the first page of their website, like... One second. Can I pull it up on my phone? Yeah, can go I, ahead. Just so I can see. I need to see what you see. It's called realdoll.com. Okay. Which, by the way, they must have paid a lot of money for that domain name. But then again, if you're making sex robots this high end, oh, you probably got some okay. cash. I see Solana, Tanya, Nova, Serenity, and Harmony. Yeah. What wonderful names. Like, yeah, you're not going to name them like, you know... Janet. You know what I mean? It's got to be a little bit sexy. Nothing, nothing wrong with Janet or Myrtle, but Myrtle yeah, would be hilarious. Things. Myrtle would be like the robot that, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Who's like I annoyed think... that she was given that name and could. Myrtle's badass down. name. <laughs> uh, listen, I think Myrtle's awesome. I'm just saying that, you know, it's probably not going to sell, like, to the people who are buying these sex robots. Like, Myrtle might not be their highest selling one. If that was the name. Anyway, the point is yeah. here. Well, these are very, uh, these are, well, A, very expensive. Uh, yes. But B, and I, you know, this is like the one I've seen. There's one called like Harmony. I think it's like, oh gosh, I can, I'll remember the name in a minute of the company, but it's like 10 grand. These are a little more affordable at about what, 7,000? Yeah, 6, about 7,000. Now, but if you've it ever seen. It looks like you can add a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, see, that's the coolest thing about this, right? So it's like kind of like buying a computer or buying a car. You might want to soup it up a little bit. And so here you literally can go in. Say you want, let's say you want Harmony, right? Harmony is blonde. You know, what do you want to do? How do you want to begin customizing Harmony, right? And you can add all kinds of crazy customization. And I think this is like an amazing, amazing thing. Like eye detail, her color right now is espresso, but what? And then you open up the eye thing and there's like legit eyeballs, like legit eyeballs, not like crazy things. Look at this. You can pick vaginal style. Yes. I was going to get there, but could you just. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I'll stop looking at the site. You go. This is your tech corner. I'm sorry. So now here's the thing. When they say type of vaginal right vaginal style there are many different styles i have seen i've been very lucky in my life to see many beautiful vaginal styles and i think it's just really all personal preferences right so but here's the cool thing about this is like they really look genuine don't they look real if you're looking on the website i mean they look they look real in what i would call a real manufactured way of yeah I guess they do look real. When I say manufactured, I would mean like they're they're probably following like stereotypes of pornography of what would like vaginas and vulvas should look like in a more idealized way. Really? What I would. You think idealized these vaginas? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. if it was me, uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, if I was buying a $7,000 robot, you really got to take some time. You know, kind of like buying a car, I would think. Like, you know, you, do you, I, the only thing I didn't see here, Doc, is there's no, like, test drive, right? Like, you can't just, like, get the doll, take it home, give it a few runs, and be like, you know what? I want, I've decided I want uh, vagina type G instead, you know? Go back, get the one you want, retrofit it. You know what I mean? Because like, there's car companies out there that like dispense cars just like uh, like out of a, a candy machine, like giant car vending machines, right? So yeah. one, I think we're on our way to something like that happening with these sex dolls, in my personal opinion. 
Now. Right. And then, of course, can you can go down. You can do pubic hair styles. You know, large, medium, small, shaved. Now, the as weirdest. As... What? Oh, sorry. Go for it. The weirdest what? Well, here's the weirdest thing about this. It's like when you get when you get to the actual page, it shows a, a picture of a one of the doll's heads without it, the back of its head covered up, and it's like that movie Ex Machina or Machina. I don't remember Machina. how to say it. Machina. Machina. So it, it literally looks like that. It's crazy. And that movie is one of the wildest psychological thrillers that makes you just absolutely terrified of AI. <laughs> like, you know, like heed all the warnings. They will turn on us. But that's really what it looks like. But here's the thing. I'm going to read a little bit of this because I want people to kind of understand the technology going into this because it's wild. Okay. Real Doll is an AI-driven robotic doll system powered by the technology developed over the past several years. It features a modular head system with multiple points of what is that word? Act uh, out. Ca- sorry. Oh, Act- actuation. Sorry. You know, this is why I don't read often. I don't know where you are. I'm reading built with X mode. Oh, okay. Anyway, basically, this thing can, like, look you in the eyes, like, its face moves and all this other stuff, like the eyebrows, like, all kinds of things happen. It blinks. Like, well, it's... You... Go ahead. You can, can ask I... me questions. I mean, yeah, I'm well-versed well, in looking, this website. I'm looking at these, right? Like, so, this, so like, I've been to conferences and stuff and heard people talk more about these, these, these robots, right? And... Mm-hmm. Like this is talking about Sensex, right? Like, so I'm mm-hmm. aware. Like some of these dolls, I don't know. If, I don't know this brand, but like some of them can like lubricate and have different lubrication levels. Yes, absolutely. One, I was going to get to that. Sense, this is a Sensex, an electronic insert designed to pair via Bluetooth. It can detect touch, movement, and transitions from mild arousal arousal to orgasm. Yep. My understanding, I don't know if this brand does, but my understanding is some of these dolls are able to like learn patterns of like what you like that's correct i was gonna talk about all of these things like it actually works just like ai in video games so like it used to be back in the day you played a video game you figured out how to beat the game no big deal but then ai in video games started happening so the games could adapt to your playing style and knew know that you're going to use that same move over and over again so then the bad guy will change his tactic on you right and so think about that for a sex doll like how amazing Like, you know, it's going to learn how you like to rotate your hips or like, you know, move around, do that sort of thing and kind of adapt and work with you. Like, this is a new age, Doc. I mean, far gone are we from the days of just the doll that laid there when I watched a real sex on HBO video, you know, and like the doll just laid there, basically had a big dildo on it and a couple of girls had sex with it and they had a lot of fun. But like, this is like, I mean, we are one step. Can these dolls or these robots speak? It looks like they can. They can talk, yes. And they can moan. They can do all kinds of stuff. And it's all like set from your Bluetooth of your phone. Like, isn't this incredible? Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, the science of this is incredible. That's what I'm saying. You know, in a... In a broader perspective, right? Like I think it brings up it's a com like everything we talk about, certainly like a complex issue because it brings up a lot of different like sort of ethical dialogues. Well, you're gonna be really happy to know that I have prepared a little something for you to oh. kind of go down that rabbit hole. So this is gonna <laughs> take a good time that we take a quick break. Wait, one second. What I just wanna be really clear. Do, are you saying that you thought about ethics 
Yes. And came prepared to talk about ethics? Doc, listen, I'm I know. so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I just, I want to say thank you for saying that because I, you know, there are times when, uh, you know, I, I can surprise, I can surprise you, you know? Yeah, I, I feel, all right, I'm pleased with this. Okay, let's take the break. Let's come back. We'll talk about the ethics. All right. I'm going to blow your mind. I went so deep into this. Here we go. We'll be right back. And we're back with Jeremiah James' Sex Tech Corner. And I even surprised the doc because I wanted to talk about the ethics. Now, I don't want to be all grandiose about it because I can't lie. I mean, I had no choice because when I was looking up these sex dolls, I read this and then I went, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to have to talk about this. <laughs> it wasn't like I was actually sitting pondering. I can't lie to our fans out there. I can't lie to you, Doc. I'm not good at it anyway. The truth is, I have no choice but to talk about it. And you will all understand why when I read this other sex robot website and basically explain what it says. Because then, like, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll have to talk about this with the Doc then. So, because I, it wasn't even on my radar, you know, like, you know, people have dildos, people have toys. So what are the ethics with your dildo or your toys? You know, and I've never really thought about anything like that, but this is a different thing completely. And you'll understand, yeah, Doc, mean, when I, I read it really to you. I think it's really easy to get lost in the shine of sex robot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's a lot to get lost in there, you know? Correct. So I Correct. can see that. So I'm going to read this to you. You will all understand as to why we... Uh, of course, need to talk about the ethics of it. This is a uh, sex robot called Robot Companion AI. Now, these robots, in my humble opinion, aren't as beautifully laid out as the other robots. Uh, they're, they're, uh, Can you see them there, Doc? You have up the website? They look much more doll-like less definitely i mean they're also significantly cheaper they look like you know these are only like four grand the other yeah. ones were like seven yeah but so but can you get down to the look the at, other... get down to the last picture right before the bottom of the website and look at that like ah. picture that they put up it looks like a demonic hell spawn robot from space well that's clearly a real woman that they overlaid stuff onto i agree like that, that but it like... terrifies me it is terrifying these definitely look more like dolls mm -hmm. than the, the other site which was much more expensive and that was also of of note the the other ones were also like i think of it like you know when you when you buy like you were talking about like buying a car where it's like oh this is the original price and then you start to like add things yeah and they, then they all got sudden, like all of a sudden like, like there were 12 grand <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? so those were very yeah the, and the one that's the most popular and again it's not you had talked about harmony but i think there's a different harmony with a different brand like something something botics i don't remember Will you stop and i know smacking your microphone i don't know what you i it was tell my you, phone. you i dropped it it was my phone i was looking at the site i'm Jeepers, sorry anyway creepers. um they i know that those are somewhere around like base level like ten thousand, and the ones we were looking at were like seven but these are a little uh uh a thriftier model <laughs> well listen everybody listen there are ferraris out there not everybody can afford yeah. a ferrari some people need like a Mitsubishi the, Mirage. You know what I mean? Are, like, uh, 
This is a Ford Focus of a of a robot. Yeah, I think. you were being not more generous than me. I said Mitsubishi Mirage, and it's like the cheapest car on the market. So you wouldn't know that you're not a car person. It's okay. I my fans out there that know that I love cars knew exactly what I was talking about. So great. Okay. So what is your ethical concern here? I have my own, but what's yours? Okay. So I'm just going to read to you what it says on the front of the website. You probably see it there, but you probably didn't read the actual. When I read this, I was like, okay. So is this under is this under ultimate AI talking sex robot companion? Yes, correct. Perfect girlfriend who knows you best? Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to read this for you. Our artificially intelligent robot companions can discuss your day or please you for hours without complaint. The mm. choice is always yours. Robot conversation? Or robot stimulation? Our high-tech, artificially intelligent, humanoid sex robot companion are here for all your desires. They will answer all of your questions. They will learn about your favorite things to do and always be there for you when you need them. Now, this is where it comes in right here, Doc. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, that's oh, all right. <laughs> I know. I mean, that was enough right there to have a little bit of an ethics question, but it's right here when it gets like, oh. And I want to be clear, this must have been like done in a different country or something in a different language because the way that it's written is. Yeah, it looks like it might have been translated. Yeah, translated, right? Okay. But anyway, it says, but it, it the translation, it don't matter when I get to the point here. Expand your mental stimulation you crave and have your sensual sexual desires met every day without any rejection. The real humanoid AI robot sex doll will never say no to your fantasies and will never dare to accuse you of sexual harassment. Mm. Yeah. You will never need to be alone any longer or hold off from pleasure. Now... You will have in your life your own sexy, intelligent, beautiful robot companion. Ooh. Ooh, I, mean, I mean, they start talking about like, you don't ever have to worry about sexual harassment again. Like, what? Like, what? Yeah. I mean, listen, I have a cat named Rags. And <laughs> I, don't want, I just wonder where this goes. <laughs> Rags has a tendency to like get a bit sexually aggressive with blankets in the house and you always know when he's kind of gone down that road because there's like all of a sudden like a blanket in the middle of the kitchen I'm like oh okay he's not asking permission from that blanket you know what i mean it's an inanimate object and you give him a little leeway you know what i mean yeah. you follow okay so yeah and it's a cat so, yeah it's a yeah. cat so but my point is like as a human you know to 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 promote your sex doll as something that is not, you know, I don't know. I read this whole it, part of this doc and I was like, and all it made right. You, it, it, and it made you feel a little weird. It right? made me feel weird. It made me feel like, ooh, is that like, mm, oh, mm. okay. That's that's that, that's a little bit a, deeper than just like a toy that we have at Jeremiah's, you know, sex tech corner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I think it's a, frankly, Jeremiah, I think that's a really good example of maybe the end of this sort of like, you know, it's an ethical dialogue, the end of it, like when people talk about like, is there a problematic nature of having this, some, some of this type of AI out there? And I do think it's really complex because I, I can talk about some of the like, what would be the pros, right? Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. when people think about some of the cons, right? Like this is a really good representation of like, does it promote attitudes 
that make people feel and promote like sexual entitlement attitudes, right? Right. right. And promote attitudes uh, like, especially like, let's just be real. Like this is super heterosexual focus. Yeah. And, and it's also like all, all of these ones that you've showed me are like, they're all women like the they're all they all appear to be cisgender women mm-hmm. right um because like now i want to be very clear okay i i the first thing when you google sex robots the first thing that comes up are female sex robots like it doesn't like lead you down uh, the the path to you know uh other gender specific robots and there are no male robot versions of these that like were on this website so uh yeah just I so you know like i i i i and I am obviously a cisgender man, but like, you know, I didn't see a lot of. Uh, yeah, I know that 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 there's a company that's making a Henry. I don't know if it's a if it's it's an AI robot that's meant to be a quote unquote personal assistant. I think I don't remember it. the company, got but it. like I wasn't prepared for this today. So I didn't I did not do my research. <laughs> um, yeah. But I know that because of like gender bias and stuff. But like even as you look at them, very frankly, also most of them are Caucasian, right? right? Yes. Like really stereotypical. Caucasian or Asian. I, I, majority of the ones I found were either Caucasian or Asian. Right. Looking. And so there's just a lot of, um, you know, like sort of beauty, definite like really large breasts, tiny waist, sort of Barbie body. Well, they so, look very much like video game avatars. Yeah. So, okay. So that's like one end of the ethics of it too, is just like, also just like observing what we're looking at in terms of like what type of companion. It's also suggesting that, A, this is very heterosexual focused. So there's, it's like, here's the kind of body that all men would want, which frankly, as a sex therapist, I'm going to tell you, talking to men that are sexually attracted, like cisgender men that are sexually attracted and interested in uh, uh, women or fem- feminine identified people, different, uh, interested in all types of different bodies. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. Right? Like so many, so many different types of bodies. And so, um, you know, kind of feed some of that. But this attitude of a little bit of like sexual entitlement and like, you know, like this, this, We'll never say no to your fantasies and we'll never dare accuse you of sexual harassment. Dare accuse you. Like if someone accuses you of that, then somehow, you know, it's really there being – it sort of like sends this message that someone that's saying that like that it's ridiculous. They're ridiculous for feeling like you're sexually harassing them, right? Like there's a little bit of a – do you know incel, what incel is? Involuntary celibates? No. Oh, we do not have time today. But involuntary celibates is like this kind of online sort of indoctrinated sort of uh, group of individuals who see themselves as um, typically cisgender heterosexual men that see themselves as like being crapped on by society because they don't see women as wanting to be sexual with them. And they feel like they kind of promote like that they should be entitled to that sex. And like it's it's a real um, it would be seen as probably some precursor to like thinking that underlies like rape culture in certain ways. And so ah. it's a, it's a community online and I don't, my bias would be, I do not think that it is a, it's probably a, a helpful way, <laughs> a helpful belief system to start to invest in for a variety of reasons. But like, so I, I do think like with, with these sex dolls, right? Like obviously one of the biggest ethical concerns is like, you know, it starts to promote stuff around, um, 
sexual entitlement and then difficulties around consent. And it's obviously like this is an inanimate object, but at the same – but, you know, it's AI, right? So, right. like, this thing is, like, learning and changing with you. Exactly. So, like – at what point if like let's say somebody is like this is kind of their only sort of sexual engagement and then they try to translate that with another person like i think one of the fears or concerns would be like have people further ingrained problematic patterns around sexual entitlement consent see, exactly. those issues see you're saying all the things that were in my mind that i couldn't quite articulate properly because you're educated in that world <laughs> and it's fabulous to hear you say it and articulate it because that's the thing say you're having sex and you're, you're doing really like you know if it was with a human things that probably you know wouldn't be okay you know what i mean like you know you're obviously not asking they, they, this... were, they were they're saying they don't want that or they don't like that that's yes. right right exactly somebody like saying i'm i don't want you to do x or you know boundaries all the things that we talk about right and and so then if you're like living in this world and you're doing these things, you know, could it cause some kind of an issue? Like if they tried to transfer to a, a human partner and then like, you know. Well, and that's the thing. It's like so like one of the pros, right? Like just to play both sides of it, like, you know, around like what are sort of the dialogues, right? Like one of the potential pros is that like it does offer the potential for people to engage sexually in ways that might meet some of their needs without having to put other position people in positions to do things that feel uncomfortable for them or they don't want to do or aren't mm -hmm. compatible for them. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about like it's a complex issue, like it really is complex. I think, you know, I talk so much on this podcast about like individuality, right? Like so if I like put myself in a position where I have a client specifically being like, hey, you know, Doc, I'm thinking about getting – none of my clients call me Doc, by the way, and they all call me Tara, but whatever. <laughs> um, like, but if they come in and they're saying like, hey, I've been thinking about – By the way, I just don't mean to stop you, but like I, I don't call my therapist uh, Doc. I don't even – I, you know, and I, and, but there have been many times where I was in her office where I wanted to be like, you know, Doc, and I – but I, I don't. I don't do that. Her name is Sandy, <laughs> and I try very hard to not say that. And <laughs> – because it does just pop in my brain. And it's just like, you know, I say to you all the time, like, hey, doc, yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> and then I get in there with Sandy and she's like, how are you today? I'm like, you know, Sandy, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so, sorry. So you've talked to uh, your, you know, some of your clients, if they came yeah, to you. Yeah, like if I, if, if I had an individual client that came to me, like, and was like, I really want one of these. I think what I'd really help that person think about is like the costs and benefits to them as an individual, right? Like, because, you know, we've talked a ton in this podcast that like what can be healthy and reasonable for one person might be really problematic for another, right? Yes, yeah. Like, so let's say I had a client that had a lot of like social anxiety that was kind of untreated and they were really afraid to engage in like real world. And so it felt like, hey, this feels like an option for me. Like, I think it would be a really nuanced conversation around like, are there some ways to maybe also, you know, again, I'm kind of a live and let live sort of person, but at the same time, like, you know, with someone with maybe some struggles like that, I'd want to be thinking about like, hey, can, you know, can we help you navigate some of the social anxiety to have some real time sort of um, romantic relationships, sexual relationships, obviously consensual, because like if, 
like I think about maybe some specific clients I've worked with, right, where it's like this could maybe further perpetuate some of that social avoidance that actually makes them quite unhappy. Right. So they would kind right. of get stuck in their own like feedback loop. Like if you're just if you're getting a sex robot because you have social anxiety, but the sex robot makes you feel like you have that partner and then you're not going out well, really and like breaking down the norms. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. Well, because like think about it, like every emotion has a purpose. It often right. feels like they're just running <laughs> havoc and like wreaking havoc and running chaotically through us. But like they have a purpose. So something like loneliness, right? Like loneliness is a feeling that's meant to motivate connection, right? Like when you think about like, God, you know, you know, that, that, see, this is the thing I love when I, I learned so much from you because that, <laughs> I never thought about that ever. It's like th that loneliness is an emotion that is supposed to motivate you to find connection. Like right. I always, I, I always thought about it as like loneliness I don't know, it just sucks. Like, I, you know, like I never like. <laughs> right. Like this is inconvenient. This right? is a but... really crappy thing being lonely, but never like the actual process behind the loneliness is to motivate you to find connection. You're lonely. Try to find. Con I just right. I'm sorry. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you we're... are brilliant. Well, thanks. But also other psychologists would say this, too. Um, I don't care. But... I'm not talking to them. It doesn't matter. I, I'm talking about um, you, Doc. Cannot take credit for those ideas. Uh, but at the same time, like that we're community species, right? Like if you like like if you think about it pre the cultures we've created, right? Like like, you know, kind of our our more our less evolved selves, like loneliness, like we're not like the the mountain lion living alone, right? Like right. we need right. other people to survive. And so it's really like a lot of the things that, or at least this is evolutionary psychological theory, right? Like a lot of the emotions that we have are there for a purpose and a lot of them being survival based, right? Mm -hmm. Fear is obviously survival based. Like, you know, like we've talked about fear a lot on this, but like loneliness is something that it's a cue, right? It's a cue that you need to connect in some kind of way. And so sometimes things like this, depending on the person, really like, you know, it's kind of like you're hungry, so you eat a cookie, right, you know, it, right. it, it satiates the drive but you're not really getting the nutrition that you need. And there mm. starts to over time become costs to kind of always just having a cookie rather than right. eating a meal. You just get fat. Right. <laughs> so, you know, this to me, I think it's very individualized because some of the arguments pro, right? We should talk about the arguments pro. Yes. Right? No, listen, I think there's a lot of pro here. Okay, I was what, do you, just, what do you think are the pros? Um, I think it's a really great place to uh, explore Finding all the things that you've always talked about, like, you know, finding the things that you like, exploring with your body. And if you have a sex robot to explore with and try things with or, or you know, work out fantasies, things you would want to try with another person, um, gaining a little bit of maybe confidence as like a lover. Because these things are like real human bodies. So you can, you know, work on some form. You know, listen, I got all kinds of pros in my head. Like my, yeah. like I, I got ideas, like they just start firing. I'm like, set up a camera and it's not weird because it's a robot and you can like practice and like get good angles and, you know, yeah, all sorts like, of great things. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a, a boxer and you're practicing with one of those like box, you know, the like little the bags, <laughs> right. Or like the, yeah. Form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there is all sorts of things that like, you know, as a sex therapist, I think about like, oh, like, hey, let's say someone's struggling with a certain type of sexual dysfunction, like let's say erectile dysfunction. This might be a way to start like gaining more confidence in certain being able to like keep an erection in certain positions or things like that. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think a lot of the pros are around like maybe some of that 
like maybe usefulness in certain types of uh, essentially maybe akin to like physical therapy sort of approaches. Um, yeah. The other stuff is, is that, and this, this is stuff that makes people very uncomfortable, but as people have had more access to like online pornography, right? We've seen drops in a lot of sex related crimes, not wow. increases. Really? Right. Because the, the theory behind it, and keep in mind, there's a lot of debate about this. All right. Like, so there's a lot of debate. All right. I trust your um, opinion. Right. Um, that the theory sort of behind that is that it allows people to maybe meet some sexual needs without having to go out and engage in non-consensual behavior that would be victimizing of other people, right? Like this is also in too long of a dialogue for today. This is also true around sex crimes against children. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of sort of argument like in the direction of like, yeah, but sometimes some of this stuff could be useful for maybe let's say somebody has really specific sexual interests or arousal or attractions and there are things that like a lot of people really would not be interested in or could not consent to. And this might help somebody meet their sexual needs in a safe way without it, you know, because people need a sexual outlet. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this could help people meet those needs in, in a in a in a safe way without creating harm to themselves or somebody else. And so I think it really is a very nuanced dialogue. I would never just globally be like, I am for or against sex robots. No, right? I, I don't think you can I, be. Absolutely not. I don't think you can I, be. Listen, listen, I, the one thing I've learned from you, Doc, I mean, amongst so many things, is that really the world is more gray than it is black and white, you know, in, in so many aspects of life, right? So, you know, you, you know, to just shun people and say sex robots are bad or just uh, say sex robots are great there's pros and cons just like if you were talking about cars like look if you got the ford focus version you're probably not going to get all-wheel drive you're probably not going to have you know the horsepower you know and it, but it might be good because you need it for economical purposes good on gas right things like of that nature but you know there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, but you know what? I'd also like to have a Mustang that's really bad on gas, but it's really great fun to drive. And okay, you follow where I'm going with this, Doc? Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, I think. Um, pros and cons <laughs> yeah. to everything. Pros and cons, you know, like yeah, you know, you're not going to get this. You're not going to get the horsepower out of the Focus, right. but you know, you get the you get the uh, Ford Mustang. You're going to get the horsepower you want, but you're not going to get the gas mileage you want. You follow what I'm saying? I, I am. I think I, our I, listeners I, are with me. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, you know, when I think about this from like an ethical perspective, like I really do, like it's the same thing when people like kind of come up to me and they're like, so what is your feeling on pornography? And I'll be like, well, it depends, right? Mm -hmm. Like for mm -hmm. the person, the type of pornography, what is, what is the motivation behind why they're using it? Is it helpful to them? Is it harmful to them? Is it harmful to someone else? Is it like, there's so much nuance. And so like, I feel really, my reaction to like, like kind of sex robots, AI stuff is kind of very similar around like, okay, you, we need to think about the individual, right? So like for me, like if I could have like, hmm, anyone that like ordered one of these would also get a workshop around the ethics of owning this doll. Right? <laughs> like, that was like, such a doctor thing to say. <laughs> right. What are the ethics of having this? You know, like, hey, here's some things to think about. Like, just because you can do A with this doll doesn't mean that you're entitled to do A with whoever you want. Like, be thoughtful about that. Like, the reality is, as human beings, we are so unaware often of our own biases. There's tons of research on this. We way over predict, right, 
our capacity to like be clear in our thinking and to have good decision making. And that leads us into not so great places. Right. Sure. And so I think part of like ethical and responsible use of really anything or engagement with most things is a willingness to be like, so there might be some blind spots in there for me if I engage in something like this. So I would want to think about that and think about the costs and benefits, not just globally, but for like me as an individual, which requires a lot of emotional maturity and willingness to, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I, like I said, I, you know, I, I think that there, this is, Jeremiah, this is a fascinating topic, I think. And it's one that people are going to keep talking about more and more. Absolutely. As technology continues well, to make leaps and, and they're going to get more affordable. Right. Yeah, and oh, also yeah. with like all of the stuff that's going on with like 5g and stuff like around, like, um, like, uh, what is it called? Virtual reality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think of that. How movie, did you know uh, I was going to talk about that in one of my other sex tech corners? Uh, well, we can talk about that soon, but I know we're almost out of time. But have you ever seen the movie Ready Player One? I love that book? movie. It's a great movie. Right? I'm not going to lie. I've never read the book, but I did watch the movie and I enjoyed it. And like, mm-hmm. sorry, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, it's been out for a while. So I apologize. But like, you know, at the end of that movie, like all of these people, like the world is kind of crap, right? Like in certain ways or feels not good for a lot of folks. And so it is like much more appealing to go and be in this world, in this space where they can get what they want. They can get it the way that they want it. They can have what they have. And that feels really satisfying. But at the end of the movie, Jeremiah, what is the person that wins the game that gets to control the game decide? Turns it all off, baby. Well, no. Do you remember the ending of this movie? (laughs) No, I guess I don't. What does he decide? he he leaves it on certain days of the week and other days of the week people have to take time off right and that's what i was he saying engaged. he turns it off he makes sure that they have to go out and engage in the real world yeah not all off he he okay. tries to find a balance okay. right oh. he tries to find it <laughs> sorry jeremiah he tries he tries to find a balance right between engagement with reality and technology right and like right. virtual basically virtual reality and to me this i don't know why i think at the end in the movie and i and i like i like the ending of that movie and you gotta remember i'm a psychologist so i'm gonna be so biased in the direction of like hey there's some things especially if you can learn some new skills that are can be really great about learning things about in-person dynamics and again that's not to say that you know you might have somebody that's not socially anxious at all. And they're just like, I have a partner or partners and I want a sex doll, right? Like, Listen, that's me right there. Like that, I am that clientele right there. Like I have an amazing partner, but I just, the thing with a sex doll would be so cool is just I had to have that to be like, what wait, is wait, that? We should be clear, sex robot, right? We I'm sorry, sex robot. robot. Sex robots, ro- AI, artificial intelligence robots. they can talk to you, robots. they can learn about you. Yeah. yeah, I probably wouldn't use many of those features, to be perfectly honest. I just love the idea of I would have like a sex robot in the house and my friends would come over and be like, what is that? And I'd be like, it's a sex robot. And she talks to you. Be like, hey, sex robot, this is my friend Jeff. Be like, hi, Jeff. This is my sex robot voice, by the way. Hey, Jeff, how are you? She smoked a lot, so her voice is really low. Anyway, kind of like Lars and the Real Girl. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's actually. a great movie. But you know what thing about that movie is that it's very sweet. It is very sweet. <laughs> it's very beautiful. And, and you know, the, the sex robots, it's not a robot. It's just a doll, but it doesn't come to life and, and destroy Earth. And also, it's not really, the the character is like really sweet and thoughtful. And it's it's not, I don't even remember. I don't even know that there's like a sexual relation. I don't think there is a sexual relation. I can't remember if there's not a sexual that, Not that I recall. It was really just more, more about, about an emotional connection. Like yeah, he was struggling about, to connect with the world. Oh, 
Yeah, it's romantic. Right. It's a very sweet movie. Anyway, the point is it doesn't kill anybody, but it's cool to have around is kind of my thought process. So I'd probably be that clientele. Well, Doc, that's another episode of Jeremiah's <laughs> Sex Tech Corner. And talking about all of the ethics based around that, I know you're extremely impressed. Although it was kind of forced on Although, me when you read that website, I had no choice but to bring up the ethics aspect of things. So, yeah, well, I would say, if I may, we did not even scratch the surface of the ethics of this, but we did talk about, we'll keep talking about sex and technology and the ethics of it. And how there does that intersect with human psychology? Helpful? Not helpful? Probably a mix of a variety of things because there it's an go. on, it's an ongoing topic for sure. For sure. Well, Doc. It was great to see you as always. I hope everybody enjoyed Jeremiah's Sex Tech Corner. Tune in again when we have another Jeremiah's Sex Tech Corner when we talk about virtual reality in the world of sex. That's to come. I'm going to do very little research, but we're going to have a good dialogue about it, I feel. Doc, thank you for all that you do as always. I am so, so grateful. I learned that whole thing about, like, ethics today and then at the same point in time learned about like what what, what were we talking about when like it was like loneliness leads to loneliness is is is, a, is an emotion that shows up specifically to get you to go out and meet people like ah, it was amazing you're amazing thank you it was great to be back as per always thank you to our millions of fans please like share and subscribe and we will be talking to you all again very soon see you later doc bye This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Feldstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media. 